Hey legends, welcome along to the show. Now, before we get started on this one, I need to apologise for the last upload on the podcast. It was a Doctor Who review that was supposed to go to another podcast, another podcast of my own, obviously. And I was just doing a few things back to back, and I completely forgot to switch accounts. So apologies for that turning up. But having said that, if you enjoyed that episode and that little review of Doctor Who, you can check out the podcast, Here's Rodder's Reviews, which should be available where you get all your other podcasts at. Uh, There's also a YouTube channel of that, Here's Rodder's Reviews, so if you want the visuals of it, you can go over and check that there. So having said that, let's get this episode started. So hey guys, welcome along to Skim Me Up Body. I am your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting into a little chat now about Star Trek, the original series, with the episode The Return of the Archons, which is a very tasty little episode, and one that all these people these days that are freaking out over AI taking over the planet, this is an episode where that sort of happens. So in this episode, the Enterprise arrives at Planet Beta Free, where the USS Archon was reported lost about a hundred years prior to that. So Sulu uh, <clears throat> is the only member of a Latin party who beams up from the planet's surface and exhibits this euphoria. Of course, we see this at the beginning of the episode, him and another member of the party. There's only two of them. Uh, these cloaked figures come out and basically touch him with a a staff and it changes his mentality. But the other guy runs off. Uh, Yeah. He's insisting that the crew is not of the body and referring to them as Archons. So Kirk then, after this happens, he beams down with another party to investigate, uh, including Spock and McCoy and a few of the other officers, they find the inhabitants living in an 18th century Earth-style culture and it's ruled over by these cloaked figures that we've seen at the beginning called the Lawgivers. Uh, and a reclusive dictator, Landrew. Uh, their arrival is shortly followed by the festival. And it's one of these strange things that you, you know it's not out of place for Star Trek at all everybody's walking about in this strange euphoria dopey grins in their face everybody's overly happy overly friendly and whatnot. but when this festival period starts violence destruction and people just trying to get it on with each other just everybody goes all the negative instincts come to the surface so you know it's just destruction left right and center the place has been wrecked uh kirksland party seeks shelter from this mob at a boarding house owned by rigor a friend of rigor suspects that the visitors are not of the body once again you hear this term a lot not of the body uh which is basically the whole of this society he summons the lawgivers, these guys in the, the weird cloaks, 
uh, the lawgivers give uh, become immobile uh, when Kirk refuses to listen to them. You know, they come in and start handing out orders. He refuses to take them. And it almost seems like this doesn't compute in their minds. Keep that in mind that something doesn't compute. They also uh, kill a person for not being of the body and whatnot. Um, although I haven't watched the episode, it's not clear whether they actually have him killed or not, or whether they just uh, took him out of the picture, knocked him out or something, maybe reprogrammed him later. But anyway, um, where are we at? A Rieger leads the Enterprise Land Party to a hiding place. En route to that, uh, a telepathic command causes the townspeople to attack the land party. They stun the attackers of the phasers and find Lieutenant O'Neill. This is the guy who was with Sulu at the start. And uh, he is now reprogrammed by these lawgivers. And he's part of the body, which is Guy Rieger's like, you know, leave him there. He's not one of us anymore. He's one of them. You know, if you bring him with us, uh, Landry's going to find us. So they do their best to keep him unconscious. Uh, when he's about to come round, Kirk orders McCoy to give him something to make him sleep and keep him out of the picture day. He works out what's going on. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rieger reveals that Landry pulled the Archons down from the skies. So Kirk contacts the ships. Of course, Archons refers to the people of the Archon ship that Kirk and the Enterprise was here to check out. Uh, Kirk learns that heat beams from the planet are attacking the Enterprise, uh, which must use all its power for its shields. Uh, its orbit is deteriorating and it will crash in about 12 hours or so unless the beams are turned off. A projection of Landry appears in the hiding place where they're at. Kirk and his team are rendered unconscious by hypersonic waves. Uh, the Latin party is imprisoned in a dungeon. Dr. McCoy is absorbed into the body. Uh, you know, he's, he's placed under this mind control thing that this Landry character has everybody else under. But uh, Marathon a member of the underground against Landrew rescues Kirk and Spock, so he has infiltrated far enough to be the person that's in control of who is absorbed by this machine and who's not absorbed. So he pretends to program Kirk and Spock. Uh, so him along with Rieger tell how Landrew saved their society from war and anarchy 6,000 years ago and reduce the planet's technology to a simpler level. So, back in the the dungeon cell, overhearing the the plans that Kirk and Spock and these guys are whispering with each other, McCoy, still under the mind control, summons the lawgivers. Kirk and Spock manage to beat them down and uh, take their robes, uh, Marathon, then takes Kirk and Spock to the Hall of Audiences where priests commune with Landry. Again, this projection of him appears and threatens him. Uh, Kirk 
Spock being who he is is like you know this is just like, like Kirk tries to speak to it once or twice throughout the the episode and Spock is like it's just a projection I can't hear you Jim you know that sort of deal but uh, eventually they use their phasers to blast through the wall where this projection's at near the end of the episode and expose a computer programmed by Landrow who died 6,000 years ago the computer neutralizes the phasers uh, Kirk and Spock then in true Star Trek style they've got no phasers no way of getting into the well, I suppose I could just walk through the the hole in the wall and rip the computer off the wall. But that would be far too simple for a storyline, wouldn't it? So they use, well, Kirk more than Spock. Spock, he speaks up every once in a while. But they use logic against the computer. Uh, they argue that because it has destroyed the creativity of people by disallowing their free will, it is evil and should self-destruct freeing the people of Beta Free. The computer then complies and destroys itself. It's one of these things where, you know, the whole society is like an occult-like status. And the, the computer has fallen this program from this guy, Landrew, died thousands of years earlier. But uh, as Spock says, or Kirk says throughout the episode, you know, this thing can pass on the ideas and whatnot, but it hasn't got the soul of the person that programmed it, so it's just going by the the data more than anything else. And uh, because it's doing that, it's a soulless society, and he uses that against the computer, you know, because you're, cause you're not letting these people have their own free will and their own creativity and whatnot. You and yourself is evil. So once that computer's destroyed, the heat beam is stopped and the Enterprise is saved. Uh, Kirk leaves some Federation advisors and educators on the planet to help reform the civilization at the end of it. And uh, this guy that's on the surface calls up the Enterprise as it leaves to give Kirk an update on what's happening. He's like, you know, so far we've already had a few disagreements and a couple of knockdown bar brawl sort of things. And Kirk is like, you know, it sounds like a good start. And, of course, Spock pipes up and says, you know, people have wanted a civilization, I guess, for years and whatnot. And Kirk quips at him that, you know, Spock, you would make a good computer. <laughs> so a tasty, tasty little episode. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Not the most action-packed episode of Star Trek, but... Uh, very, very good. And again, as I say, um, it's one of these episodes where, you know, these people that are now currently in this day and age in 2023 freaking out over AA taking over eventually. Everybody thinks it's going to go down the pathway of the Terminator or something like that. You know, the computer's going to become self-aware and take over the planet and whatnot. You do kind of get it in this episode, this computer system as calling the shots and has a cult-like society set up and everybody is a slave to it. So uh, if you are one of these weirdos that think that AA is going to take over the planet, you may indeed be right, but you know I don't think we're close enough to that just yet. But in my mind, 
the way AI, AI is stranded at the minute, it's a, a good tool if you can work out how to use it properly to your advantage. But again, uh, Star Trek did always have a way of uh, giving a voice to the concerns that people do have. And this is this episode is definitely, even though it came out in the 60s, is definitely speaking to concerns that people have right now. So uh, if you haven't checked out that episode, go and check it out. And I should say at the beginning of these episodes, spoilers, because I'm going to destroy everything for you. So uh, that's going to be it for this one, guys. Until the next episode, whatever you're doing, stay safe, and I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening. 